Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Welcome back to the Black Squadron podcast, episode 44. And ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Not only is it me and Todd this week, but we have the one, the only, Slade. Hello, Star Warriors. <laughs> you guys can't... What uh, up, guys? What's going on, fellas? It's been a while since we've had Slade on the show. It's been far too long. Yes, far too long. We'll well, go with what, that. what I miss? What, what three, three, three episodes? Yeah, three episodes. Three? Yeah, sounds about right. We had fun, though, and it was just the two of us, but we still, uh, we still had a lot of fun recording it. Apparently, everyone's enjoying it because the listen numbers are up, which is great. So thanks, everybody. Ooh, thank you, everybody. So what's going on today? It's May the 4th, so may the 4th be with you. Hey, um, May the 4th. There are 1.5 million things on sale, Star Wars, so we're going to add one more to that. If you go to the link in our any of our bios and or our website, BlackSquadronPodcast.com, you can find our merchandise. Help support the show 10% off. No code needed. So get to it. <laughs> um, and then here shortly, when we get to the cargo hold section, we have a massive giveaway courtesy of Skyward Fun Supply. So we will get to that shortly. But unless you guys have something else you want to talk about beforehand, we can hop right into HollowNet headlines. All right, so to kick things off, uh, Matt Lanter confirmed that he is voicing Anakin again for a new Star Wars project. So this was he did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, and he was talking about his new show, Jupiter's Legacy, that's going to be coming up. And during that interview, uh, he said that there's some new Lucasfilm animation going on that he's been a part of. Can't talk about it quite yet, but he said we're going to see Anakin again, and that he's never really put Anakin down whether it's video games or animation, he's always got something with Anakin. It seems maybe this is a bad batch cameo and he's kind of over overselling it a little bit. Maybe it's a whole new project. Oh, they've got plenty of projects coming down the pipeline. What do you guys think? Do you think this is going to be something new or do you think it's see clone wars Anakin again? If he's in the bad batch at that time, he'd be Vader. So it'd have to be a flashback in bad batch. (laughs) Well, and there will be, I think, some overlap with the beginning of the Bad Batch and Order 66, because I guess there'll be some trigger or some some event that'll switch from the Republic yeah, to the Empire. The, the last we saw the Bad Batch, they were, this was pre-Order 66. So, God, are they going to show us Order 66 again? I hope not. Are they going to break our hearts again? <laughs> well, I know in the trailer, you've seen Palpatine addressing the Senate, like forming the first galactic empire the, the scene aftermath. from yeah, from Revenge of the Sith. So I'm assuming that there's going to be some pre-Order 66 and post-Order 66 early in the show, just from the trailers that we've seen. Because they're going to have to address the Bad Batch n- not doing anything for Order 66 or helping some Jedi. Do they help Grogu? Or is that how Grogu escapes? I don't know. That'd be fun. That'd be That'd crazy be if they, they have a Grogu cameo, like even just a small one, like it builds up to that and we get Literally. another another Mando season yeah. one, everybody loses their mind, surprise reveal kind of thing. Even Why if, wouldn't they do that? Yeah. You know? Even if we don't see Grogu himself, if they just show the pod, 
the Eggy was in at the beginning. Mando one, that'd be cool. God, yeah. and it's them fight. It's it's like just the Bad Batch fighting a battalion. <laughs> the five hundred first. Yeah, right. They're an entire company they're fighting of clones that are trying to kill the Jedi. Okay. That's oh really god, how cool. heartbreaking because they're in there fighting like their brothers. Yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be a good show. If you're listening to this right now and you have no idea who we're talking about, our last episode is all about the Bad Batch from A to A to Z Bad Batch. So go check that out if you don't know who we're talking about. Some more news. Ewan McGregor sat down for an interview with The Hollywood Reporter and discussed everything from lightsaber training that he's doing for Kenobi to the reception of the prequels and sort of the initial bad fallout that a lot of the actors had from the prequels. Some highlights from that. Uh, he said that he's been doing months of these monster two and a half hour sessions of sword fighting and hand to hand fighting. So the hand to hand stuff kind of caught my attention, like sword fighting, obviously he's going to be using a lightsaber. Uh, but some of that hand to hand stuff, if we see like you and just punching out people, he's probably going well, to, right? He's hiding the force. Exactly. Obi-Wan's, you know, being covert there. So he needs to, he doesn't, we know he doesn't like guns. And he can't show off his lightsaber, so he's going to have to just do other stuff. And we've seen a little bit of sort of martial arts with um, the last season of Mandalorian where you had them bring in trained martial artists to do mm-hmm. uh, the Ahsoka episode. I believe the the female in that, the, um, yeah, yeah. the, uh, the, the crime lord person. Yeah, Inosanto uh, is her last name. Mm-hmm. So that'd be cool. See, uh, see you and McGregor will be one doing a little boxing session with some people for using a gaffy stick like Boba Fett did in Mandalorian. Oh, I love it. Showing them up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, I felt really bad about that article and I hope his perspective changes here because he was really talking like the entire cast was just so bummed out at the reception of the prequel trilogy. And like he had, you know, people telling him, Hey, you don't want to do anything else with star Wars again. You don't want to reprise Obi-Wan. You don't want to do any of this stuff uh, just because of the poor reception that it got. And I hope, I mean, although we definitely don't like most people's takes on the sequel trilogy, since you know, I liked it. um, Most people really have a more favorable opinion of the prequels now than they did when they first came out. And I hope he sees that and understands that people have really come around to the prequels. It's been nice. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. It seems like a lot of the prequel actors, like they all talk about like how Star Wars almost like kind of killed their careers in a sense because of how the reception to it was. So it's, the uh, only ones that have really been able to go off and do anything are the ones who were already established ahead of time. Exactly. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, he's been fine because he was Samuel L. Jackson before he was Mace Windu. <laughs> Natalie Portman, had a pretty decent acting career before that. And then she's been able to go on and have a pretty decent career after that as well. Pretty much everyone who was introduced in the prequels, though, as an actor. I mean, you could talk about Hayden. You could talk about Ahmed Best. You could talk about Baby Anakin. Jake Lloyd. They, Jake Lloyd. They don't really do much after that, well, unfortunately. Who, who else, like Liam Neeson did fine, obviously. But he was a very yeah. well-established actor yeah. beforehand. I mean, Ray Park hasn't said a word, but he's been in a bunch of movies because he's yeah. voiceover. Frank, Frank Oz, is, he's doing fine. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, Anthony up. Daniels, he did okay. Well, he was established. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit established. Speaking of the prequels and, and George, uh, how Ewan was talking about George's desire to constantly push technology and, and sort of 
over push technology for the prequels so much so that by revenge of the sith the physical sets and i think we've seen this if you watch any behind the scenes or making of revenge of the sith were just blue screens so it's like these these big walls of blue screens so you do that for three or four months and it gets really tedious and the one thing and and i thought this was funny because everybody talks about george's writing is that he said after three or four months of that it just gets really tedious especially when the scenes are i don't want to be rude but it's not shakespeare so a little little dig at George's writing, which, you know, that's not uncommon. I, I know Harrison Ford and, and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher would talk about how George would write stuff. And it's like, you can't say this like this. You can write this down, but this doesn't translate into like Spoken what the scene word. is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there was definitely some difficult lines in those films. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him that. It is nice to see he's excited about this. And I don't know if it's just because he's older now and he's done a whole wide variety of different movies. I mean, he did birds of prey. He did the doctor was a doctor sleep. Yeah. I loved him. Birds of prey. So he's, I mean, he's had a very active career since the prequels. So I think he's got a much different mentality now. And I love that they've given him a chance to naturally age a little bit. So it's not going to be forced for this. It's just going to be, yeah, he actually is 20 years older or 15 years older or whatever. I'm curious to see if they do like age him up a little just to get closer to the Alec Guinness look that we see in A New Hope. I don't imagine it would be extreme, but just just a smidge of of aging up either with makeup or special effects. I'm assuming they'll do makeup um, to get because, you know, in the Kenobi book, they kind of explain the rapid aging shift that happens in the 15 years between what is it? Revenge of the Sith, Sith and A New Hope. Obi-Wan basically just goes outside his hut and stares into the sun for hours on end every day for 15 years because he's literally trying to mess up his skin so people won't recognize him. Yeah, okay, but but sure. We'll go we'll go with it. There's but no sunscreen on Tatooine. None. And it's it's the desert and he didn't get a tan at all, but it really made him wrinkle. It's a part of his his race. They just wrinkle. They don't tan. He just exactly. burned, burned, and then the next day he was fine. He's trying to become one with uh, a little closer to Anakin post Mustafar. Well, you know what? He does know how to do some healing, so he probably kept his kept the sunburn away and just aged his skin yeah. using using his Jedi healing factor. <laughs> Last thing from this interview is that they hadn't begun principal photography yet when they did this whole interview with the Hollywood reporter. Uh, he had done some screen tests with Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow's the director for this entire series uh, and some other people. So there's footage of him in, in the Obi-Wan robes out there somewhere. And that just knowing that is exciting. And that's why I think we might get something today, May 4th. Ooh. Little tease, little little last year. I think we talked about this last week. If they just, you know, Deborah Chow comes out, claps the the directing action thing and then you just see Ewan in the Obi-Wan returns and says hello there. If he says hello there, like oh everybody would lose God. their mind. I, you know what? I would love that, but I would even love if he was like, if the camera came from behind him and then you kind of just saw his shoulder and his hair and then he twirled his saber once. So that saber sound, that that'd be killer too. I'd like that. And he did tease that there might possibly be a young Luke Skywalker, which makes sense. We've gotten... Owen and Brewer coming back, it it, it makes yeah. sense that we'd see some young Luke. That's gonna be um, that's gonna be crazy because that's gonna be the first non Mark Hamill to play Luke Skywalker. No, in the movies. Oh, because the baby, yeah. the baby. Yep. 
Still, what if it's the baby again? Baby. Well, I guess the baby would probably be, be a little too old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, if it's a little too old. So what, 15 now? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, around that. We did get some more set leaks. Nothing crazy. I'm shocked at how many set leaks we've had. Andor kind of makes sense, but for the Kenobi series, I'm, I'm surprised that we've had as many set leaks already as we've had. Yeah. Um, especially since Mando has been so radio silent when they had filming. I think there was like one set leak and it was when they were filming the episode where the stormtroopers were in the canyons and it was Boba Fett and Fennec and, and mm-hmm. Din fighting them. And that was the only leak from that because they shot everything in the volume. Yeah. So I'm surprised. It's nothing crazy. I think it looks like Kenobi's hut, but, and because they were starting principal photography in April, it did look like maybe there was some acting going on, which might indicate that they've started principal photography, which would mm-hmm. make sense. I'm sure we'll get maybe some more set leaks as as this as they continue to do more and more filming. Hey, you guys would know this better than better than me. Um, they had said they were looking at six episodes for this. Did they confirm that's? Did they lock in on that, or is that not? Yeah, I want to say they've they've locked in on the six. Which I mean, considering the fact that this started as a Kenobi movie, which would have been like a two and a half hour movie. And the fact that we're getting six, I'm assuming hour long episodes. Yeah. I'll, I'll take twice as much content for overall longer, long form storytelling experience. I will always take more Obi-Wan Kenobi. In other show news, we've gotten a whole bunch of Bad Batch posters leading up to the premiere, which is today, May 4th. We've got Hunter, Tech, Echo, Crosshair, and Wrecker. I love all these posters. They're so simple, but still everything they do with animated Star Wars is just so good. I've enjoyed that they've done because they did character posters for Mando too, like doing these single individual character posters. I think it's cool. It highlights the characters mm-hmm. kind of, I could see them continuing it each week as, as more and more episodes come out. There are a whole bunch of video games on sale because it's May 4th. There's deals at the Wazoo on everything, including Star Wars video games. You've got the Sims Batu expansions on sale. Squadrons is on sale. Battlefront 2 is on sale. All of them. All the classics are on sale. So if you're a gamer, now is the time to get all your Star Wars games if you haven't already. As of right now on Xbox Live Store, because I have Xbox, Podracer, Jedi starship whatever the hell it was called all the star wars xbox and xbox 360 games are five bucks a piece right now including lego get them games get them mm-hmm. games i just bought bot racer i'm not gonna lie and the last last little bit of news is that disney cruise lines new disney wish ship is getting a high-end immersive star wars bar focused primarily around adults in the summer of 2022 So this bar is called the Hyperspace Lounge. It's going to have visual effects to show different locations from different eras using a widescreen seven pane window. Uh, Each visual sequence is going to be like its own mini storyline with iconic ships and a lot of other cool references. And from the renderings that we've gotten of it, it looks like it is Dryden Voss's ship from Solo. So there's a lot of gold and there's like collectible Star Wars things throughout the entire area. So that's cool. I'm not a huge cruise guy, so I don't think I'll ever go on this, but it is cool to see them bring more immersive Star Wars elements outside of just Galaxy's Edge. When they do a whole entire cruise ship of Star Wars, I might consider it. You've got the the Star Wars Hotel in Disney. Yeah, that's like seven, seven s- grand a night. I can't swing yeah. that. <laughs> I'm still like, why on earth would you do this to us and make it that expensive? Yeah. We because mean, they know people will pay it. It's just yeah. rude. 
I mean, the way that they're they're building this hotel in, in Florida in Orlando is it's basically a on land cruise, like an all land two day or yeah, was you, it three day two night? It. Yeah, yeah. You don't leave. You stay in it, and it's you're basically larping <laughs> that you're in <laughs> that you're in Star Wars. Yeah, they've got themed like dinner theater. That I've seen rumors of they've got lightsaber training sessions they've got all kinds of crazy so if you're doing that like if i was paying that much just to be there i would never leave other than to go to galaxy's edge and come back like i would be like i'm paying they, i'm getting my money they have a um a shuttle that'll take you there yeah it's like an excursion yep. is how they're how they're framing it so i don't know if they don't actually throw me in a bakta tank then i say it's not a real experience could you imagine if like the actual <laughs> sleeping pods were like just back to oh, tank. They <laughs> <laughs> just strap a thing to you and you you float. Exactly. <laughs> probably, be very, probably be very comfortable. Yeah, it'd be like in uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> so that's all I've got for Hollownet headlines. So I'm going to go ahead and toss it to BP for the cargo hold. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. I'll start here with what I got, and then I'll go into what's coming up. But I got this really cool. Return of the Jedi sticker mat. Todd and I went to Lost in Time Toys in Laurel, Maryland. We have a video on our YouTube channel of the hunt if you want to check that out. But it's a vintage Return of the Jedi. It's a lot of Ewok, and there's a very scandalous Leia sticker in it. I also got one for my good buddy Slade. I'm so happy you got me that. (laughs) I'm so happy. I also found a 70% off Jar Jar Binks Black Series. It was $8. This figure is incredible. Like, I would love to get Ahmed Best signature on there with a paint pen. Ooh, child, would that be nice? Uh, and then, last but not least, all my Star Wars stuff this week. I got Star Wars Pod Racer on my Xbox. It's digital, so I can't show you guys. But these McDonald's Happy Meal toys. I got Luke Red Five. Um, bare minimum effort on McDonald's part. There's like no paint whatsoever on the helmet except for right in the front. Um, so yeah, these are great. <laughs> uh do you guys pick up any star wars things this week i tried getting those mcdonald's happy meal toys three times i got a disney princess toy the first time the second time i got no toy and then the third time they told me they were out of star wars happy meal toys so i was like i give up i'm done with mcdonald's Perfect. wait there's actually star wars toys at mcdonald's yeah mm-hmm. what i have that's uh, what i said i have red five luke i have chewy and the mount falcon and i have a sith trooper and a destroyer why does no one text me these things? <laughs> we we have a chat about it. <laughs> fair. Although my, my fair. daughter does love that Disney princess you got, though, Todd. <laughs> Listen, then it's a win-win. <laughs> it's Snow White. She was, um, she's digging it. I, yeah, most recent thing for me is that Thrawn book. Go Thrawn. Yeah. Did you get the regular edition or did you get the Barnes & Noble? I got the regular because the last time I ordered a special edition... It took like a month to arrive Same. when I could have just went to the store to buy it. Yep. And that pissed me off. So I just got the regular edition this time. Exactly the same thing happened. Although, the first if anyone out there wants to buy that limited edition where it's like an oil painting on the cover, I forget who's selling those, but they did one with the last Thrawn book too. Oh boy, you can come on to my YouTube channel any day you want. And I think it's out of out of print, I want to say. Is I think the it's one out- yeah, I remember we talked about that so last week, but good. I just want that that or the painting, like the yeah. the front cover. I just want that. 
I just yeah. want that above a fireplace and I'll I've be been, so happy. I've been trying to find it as a print or anything. The the first one. And I want this one too. Can't find them anywhere. Yeah. I would totally get this as a, well, not, not 11 by 17, uh, you know, like a 24 by 36. There we go. That's a poster that. size. And I would put it in a golden frame and I would hang it in an office. <laughs> Have that prominently displayed. Oh, I, w- I totally would. Don't even. Yeah. Not joking. To know who the artist was because it's really good, and I'm glad it wasn't. It didn't look like Pierce Brosnan. Uh, the artist is listed on the out of print order website That's if a, you when you go to look at it, but it's like $160 for the book, and I, I am not paying that for a single book that I already own. I think, I think <laughs> that might be a low guesstimate on the price. I want to say it was a lot more than that, was it? Because they only did 750 copies, like, and really all you're getting is a different dust jacket. That's you're paying for a dust jacket, and I'm uh, no, I'm not. Nothing against the people who are though, because it looks amazing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's gorgeous. It is. You have to be a hardcore collector to get that though. Todd, what'd you get this week? I was gonna say I'm gonna be three for three. I got the Thronus Embassy as well, and then from our toy hunt, I got two Boba Fett figures. I got the 2002 uh, Attack of the Clones three and three quarter inch line, the blue card backs, uh, because I had that as a child, and I was like, I I need this again. And then I picked up the Power of the Force Thick Boy Boba Fett because the proportions Ooh. on those Power of the Force cards are so funny. They make no sense. Yeah, when we were at Lost in Time, uh, Toys, Todd and I stared at the Princess Leia toy that they had, <laughs> the Power of the Force. She looked so <laughs> bad. Like, oh, so the bad. Buff? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's funny because I also I got the Return of the Jedi uh, vintage collection one, and I got the one that didn't have the sensor bar. So now I got to get the actual corrected version. Apparently, they messed up the first batch that they had, and I got that one. So thanks to Skyward Fun Supply, I'm going to get a second one. <laughs> um, but it is funny comparing the the way the figures look from because Power of the Force obviously came out in the 90s, and then the 2002 version, and then this 2021 version. Kind of seeing how the figures evolved. Yeah. So that's been my big pickup. I know I'm going to go get the Lego R2-D2 when that comes out, or at least try to, assuming it's not going to be a nightmare to hunt it down. I didn't pull the trigger, but I've been hunting uh, and looking around for the vintage Return of the Jedi Ewok Village. So not the little Kenner house, but the proper one. You see it around in places, but... You know, I want the complete. I want a nice box. I want it with the instructions. Yes, I'm going to open it, but I still want that other stuff to go with it. You want and the complete I, package. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been looking around. You know, I've seen some good deals on it. I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. I don't know if that's something that I'd be comfortable buying off of eBay. A lot of stuff I can. That's, I don't know. There's so much I can go wrong with that. Like the netting on the inside could be detached or something. So. You know, that, that's one of those I want to like see in person and pick up. I wouldn't be surprised if Lost in Time could help you find that because they have some ridiculously complete vintage toys there, toy sets. They had two Death Stars the oh. play kits. Uh, they had they had the Ewok cartoon telephone, like the I ha- giant I used one. To have that. I'd yeah. to have that. <laughs> I, I would probably buy it again. <laughs> and they had the Princess Leia underoos. Like the original. I saw those. <laughs> what size were they? Uh, very small. <laughs> Too small. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, since it is May the 4th, there's a ton of deals going on. And I guess, fortunately and unfortunately, one of those is a sideshow. 
Um, they have not only today, they have started yesterday and goes all the way to the 7th. They have deals every single day. They're doing a week-long event. Um, it starts on well, yesterday and goes to Friday, and they're doing giveaways. They're going to have live content, game shows. They're going to have, I guess, be doling out sideshow rewards, which can come in very handy if you're buying something. And you can literally watch them anywhere. Like This is the list that they're they're putting their content on. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. Pinterest, very specific. I will get into it. Very specific Facebook groups. Six Facebook groups that are very specific. So all their social media platforms and Pinterest, which I find is kind of crazy. So yeah, Sideshow is going to, to be probably bananas today. I'm assuming they're going to give us more of the Mandalorian figures or characters. I, I can definitely see a reveal or two. I'm excited for they're doing the unsold out show. So they're bringing back previously sold out figures. Yeah. And they brought it back. I want to say last summer, Mm -hmm. but they had the quarter scale Boba Fett. And I think it's like 500 or 600 bucks. It's like the same price as a mythos statue. Yeah. And part of me, if they bring it back again is really tempted (laughs) to get it. And I have no, no idea where I'm going to put it because the thing is massive. It's quarter scale, but I might have to actually get that if they decide to bring it out again. You're going to have to get one of those beds that folds up into the wall. I forget, the, I forget the name of those. But, um, there's a ton of deals. Go on the starwars.com. They have an entire article listed of every single Star Wars deal on the internet. But recently released toy news. There was a, it's been a, it's been a couple, um, but I just wanted to highlight two here. Uh, Gentle Giant came out with an Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett bust. It's a half scale which is 10 inches tall. They're only making a thousand of them, $200, but it is gorgeous. And the base is slave one, which I thought was a really cool touch. Uh, And then the other one I wanted to highlight, I just saw this today and I sent it to Todd and I think we both were laughing. It is a solar powered Grogu, the child dash waiver. So it's the, it's the child in a, in the buggy that sits on your dash and his arm, like a, like a money cat goes back and forth. I, I don't know why anybody would want this, but hey, if you do, more power to you. It's at Entertainment Earth. It might be elsewhere, but I found that at Entertainment Earth. And I was, might buy it just because. <laughs> it was 25 bucks. Exactly. The the Gentle Giant one is interesting, and they've done a whole bunch of these half-scale busts. They've got Kylo Ren and a whole bunch of other characters. My only complaints about this, and I've noticed it because Boba Fett fan club pointed it out, is the Mythosaur patch is from Return of the Jedi. And this is the Empire Strikes Back bust. So it's like one of those small, like nitpicky things where if you're, if you're paying $200 for something, you kind of want it to be as accurate as possible, I guess. I'm willing to bet they'll change um, that before it goes actually out. That's an easy change. And the other thing that is kind of holding me back from getting it is the rangefinder in the pictures they showed looks really long. Interesting. We'll see. But they've got a whole bunch of these half scale busts that they've done for, I think they've got a Vader one. They've got a Kylo Ren one. They've got this Boba Fett one. So they're cool. They did a few Mando ones too. A few uh, Din Djarin bus. So yeah, if you're in the, if you're in the bus, there you go. Um, so we have something else here, boys. We have a massive giveaway courtesy of Skyward Fun Supply. Skywardfunsupply.com. Use code BSP10 to save 10%. So I got a text out of the blue from Jeremy who runs Skyward Fun Supply saying he'd like to do, help us do a giveaway. And boy, did he ever. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to be giving away, and I 
was shocked of what he was giving away here. So we're giving away the Black Series Luke Skywalker in the Snow Speeder jumpsuit from Empire Strikes Back, and the Empire Strikes Back 40th Anniversary Snow Speeder Deluxe Vehicle with Dax Roller figure. Um, so we're giving away those two things. That's huge, like li- li- quite literally huge. It's a massive vehicle. All you have to do to win: follow us on social media, any platform you like. Follow Skyward Fun Supply again. Your choice of Dude, social those, media. Those two sell for like hundred and fifty bucks. That is an amazing giveaway. Um, it's U.S. only, but if you are international and you do want to enter, do so knowing that you will have to pay for shipping. And U.S. it's free shipping. We'll take care of everything. So follow us. Follow Skyward Fun Supply. Any platform, whatever platform you're on, and. Tweet at us, comment on one of our pictures on Facebook or Instagram with the code word FLYBOY. One more time. Comment on any of our social media posts, FLYBOY. That's the code word. That's the final step. And then we'll announce the winner on the final day of May this year. So you have time. <laughs> but don't forget. And that's one, once again, thanks, Jeremy, over at Skyward Fun Supply. Uh, SkywardFunSupply.com. BSP 10, save 10%. Uh, so that's incredible. I'm pretty excited about this giveaway, and I hope people actually partake because it's I, I want it really badly. <laughs> uh, the guy who played Dax Roger, John Morton, lives near D.C., so that'd be really cool to get the, something like that and have it signed. Those deluxe vehicles, too, are in, insane, like how big they are. Like you could have an entire fleet of just – because they've done TIE Fighters. They've done this one, X-Wings. Yeah, it's it's crazy the deluxe vehicle so this is this is a crazy giveaway i wish <laughs> i wish i could do it because i don't have space for it obviously but yeah i would love to have have both of these yeah so get in make sure you do all the rules follow us follow skyward front supply and code word flyboy um but let's get into what we're here for fellas it's may the 4th happy it's, may the 4th it's star wars my favorite day, day. And before, i took the day off me too. Uh, before you, if you listen to this and you say, everybody, Star Wars Day, obviously. But today's Star Wars Day. So let's put, celebrate. What do we want to do here first? Let's start here. Slade. Hey, what's up, buddy? What, how were you first introduced to Star Wars? Oh, man. You know, if you go back into the archives of, of Black Squadron Podcast, we covered this, I believe, with uh, Eric Walker, actually. My introduction to Star Wars was the Ewok movies. They were on, I think, CBS, if I remember correctly. And we recorded it on VHS. And boy, oh boy, did I love it. Because I was at the perfect age for this. I was I was like two when these came out. Or no, like maybe three or three, three, four, around there when these came out. My brother is seven years older than me, huge into Star Wars. He kind of used the Ewok movies to segue me into the rest of the universe. And yeah, I was all in from from then. You know, I started with the Ewok movies. And I don't remember which of the original trilogy I watched first. I'm guessing Return of the Jedi, just because that's probably what I would have wanted to watch first. But I, I distinctly do remember being quite young, watching A New Hope, and just being in awe. Of, of the entire universe. Same. <laughs> what about you, Todd? So for me, it was when the special editions were re-released in theaters. I believe I was probably two 
little over two at the time. And my dad actually took me to the theater to see him, which if you take a, a small child to a theater, it's a horrible, horrible idea. <laughs> um, I obviously don't remember it, but I, my mom has told me that I was so excited to go to the movie. Like I had my popcorn and I was like all jumping around and super pumped about it. Um, and of course, once the movie started, I like did normal two or three year old, however old I was, uh, things where I was, you know, running around the theater and, and screaming and crying and, and not having a good time. Um, but for whatever reason, even though I was being a normal child in a movie theater, I fell in love with star Wars. Uh, we had all the VHS movies by the time the prequels came around, I was like the perfect age. I want to say it was around five ish, uh, when the prequels came out and, all of the Legos that were coming out, all of the different figures that were coming out. I had more toys and action figures and, and Legos than I could count. So that was, yeah, my my introduction was the special editions. And ever since then, I've, I've loved them and can never seem to get enough. And now I, I seem to be going backwards with uh, the collecting and getting all the, the, the figures I had as a child. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yes, I've done that too. Um, for me, and I've said this on the show probably 15 times, but I, I was on an eighth grade, eighth grade trip to D.C. I was on a bus. And we were on the way back from D.C. And first we watched Aladdin and then A New Hope. And at the time, I had never had any interest in Star Wars. I was 12. I didn't have anybody in my life who watched it or was into it. But I didn't want to watch it. I, I was kind of a captive audience. It came on, and the second that the Stormtroopers burst at the door and then Vader walked through the smoke, I literally I remember sitting up in my seat, like sitting forward, like getting closer to the TV. And I was just thinking, what in the hell is that? And literally since that moment, I have been hooked. Well, it's so cool, too, like how... Like Slade, you were introduced by the Ewok movies. BP, yours was watching A New Hope. Mine was the special editions, how everybody's gotten their own sort of unique way of of getting introduced to Star Wars and then just going from there and falling in love with it. It's been it's been an, an adventure, uh, a journey, if you will. So how has Star Wars impacted your life or what has it done for you in your life that specifically Star Wars has given you? Friends. <laughs> no for real like absolutely i would say for me other than just the the friends aspect it's the i guess i don't know it's funny because it's almost confidence in myself mm. like I, I would always kind of consider myself a little more shy and, and introverted and it wasn't until i went to celebration chicago and like saw all of that, which if you've never been to a celebration before, highly recommend it because the amount of positivity and love and everything that you are surrounded by at celebration is something else. But be, seeing that and seeing people that I had talked to on Twitter and other social media platforms and seeing how positive everything was, was, was so awesome. And, you know, it eventually led to, me meeting you guys and and hopping on the pod and now talking about Star Wars all the time. So I, I guess it would be sort of a, a level of confidence in in my own self. And I don't know if that would be there without Star Wars almost. So it's yeah. it's uh it's, it's been a fun fun adventure. It's definitely helped me feel more comfortable letting my geek flag fly. Because I, for years, I hid my Batman love or my comic book love. Like, I literally didn't talk about it, but I loved it. I, when I bought my first comic was X-Men 1 from 92. It was the first comic I ever bought. Nobody knew. 
even my even my parents, like my grandma knew because she bought it for me, but I just didn't talk about it. Um, but when I found Star Wars and then I found the collecting aspect of it, holy smokes. I remember my grandparents took me to a Walmart when Phantom Menace came out. So when it was like aisles of red and black oh, Star Wars yeah. stuff. And I was I was 12 and I remember there being so many kids there and like so many like adults looking at these toys and just talking to people about Star Wars. And I was like weeks into it at this point, and they were just like so welcoming because I was there to buy to be in to Star Wars. Like, it was just so cool. And you're totally right about celebration. <clears throat> Obviously, Slade and I have done a million Comic Cons. Celebration was felt so different. Like it felt so like, everybody was on the same page. There was something about it, like a, a bleh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a joint it's a joint excitement for sort of the same thing where, you know, you go to a comic con, you've got Trek fans and and fantasy fans and Lord of the Rings fans and a whole different genres of fans. Whereas celebration, it's really, you'll, you'll have those groups of people, but it's everybody's there for star Wars. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, when you're at like a New York comic con, you know, maybe you're really into anime. So you're at the anime section and it's awesome. And okay, let me go walk around. Oh, there's a Marvel booth. Yeah, I don't really care. Oh, there's a Funko booth. Maybe you care, maybe you don't. There's all these things that you might care about, you might not. At Celebration, it's all Star Wars. <laughs> and you're there because you love Star Wars. So everywhere you look is something that makes your heart happy. <laughs> and everybody's That's an excellent just a, point. That's an excellent everybody's point. in just such a happy mood too. Like I remember being outside the Star Wars stage for the Rise of Skywalker trailer and just like the entire atmosphere, how everybody was like on pins and needles waiting for the trailer to drop and then being surrounded by this joint excitement and not really knowing what to expect. And then the Palpatine laugh and everybody just losing their minds and unforgettable. Know, is it's one of one of my best memories and honestly celebration as a whole is probably one of the the highlights of things i've done recently especially with how you know the last couple of years have gone with not really being able to go anywhere it's crazy to think we were shoulder to shoulder with people you know a few years back it's it, one of my happiest memories is from that episode nine panel because me slade and cam were there and while we were waiting for it to start we were playing sabak in the stands <laughs> like, that's, that's like that's such a weird sentence to say. We were playing Sabak waiting for our Star Wars panel. Yeah. One of my happiest memories. I think about it, it makes me smile. Absolutely. God, I love Star Wars. Yeah, that that entire weekend definitely, you know, top tier memory. Chicago Deep Disc Pizza, not gonna write home about it, gotta be honest. But everything else, loved it. It was so fun. Like, we even we had to really let me down there, Chicago, with that pizza. <laughs> I gotta say, I heard so many good things about it. I hear Chicago is beautiful, but where we were, well, we didn't really go around. It's that true. Much. It's I mean, true. We, we were literally across the street from the convention center. It was a beautiful placement on the hotel part. Oh. <laughs> right. I was so happy with that because I had we had we had a hotel that was like a mile down the road. But then every day I would just be checking if if the hotel across the street had any openings because people would cancel, people would do this, nothing. The next day, nothing. The next day, nothing. And it would be like four or five times a day I would check, check, check. And boom, there's an opening. And I was like, I'm getting it. I just got it. And then I asked the guys, I'm like, hey, uh, do you want to spend a little more money to go closer? Because we are. <laughs> Worth, every Worth every penny. Worth every penny. Oh, yeah. 
See, I was the opposite and I was like a mile and a half away. So I had to like trek my way and I brought my like political stormtrooper cosplay. So I remember hopping in an Uber with my stormtrooper helmet, the stormtrooper like two piece suit that I had and my Palpatine Vader 2020 sign. And I feel like the Uber driver, he's like, what's going on? Like, why are you dressed up? And I was like, it, it's fine. It's I'm doing nerd stuff. It's okay. Because it's Friday. <laughs> It's Chicago. <laughs> well, then he pull, they pull up to the convention center, and you've got like Chewbacca standing out front. Oh, yeah. You've got people dressed as Jedi and people dressed in full stormtrooper regalia, and it's. Uh, I, I always wonder if the people that are like, because Chicago, that was the first time that celebration was ever in Chicago. They have the people in the city there. have, yeah. Well, they've got C two E two, yeah. But I feel like it's unless they weeks. know that's that's what's going on. Like Uber drivers are just casually like, I'm going to go get some extra money today. Oh, wow. There's a lot of people. And then you're just picking up people in costumes. <laughs> they complain until it's late. Leia gets in. Um, all right. So next question is going to be, I think it's going to be difficult and probably changes time to time for each one of us. But what, what do you love most about star Wars? I think for, oh. for me, it's the care, the characters. I think that's why I love collecting so much because, you know, we get attached to these characters and it's cool to bring something home of them. So uh, collecting, I, I when I see a stormtrooper or I think of Star Wars, I think of stormtroopers. So stormtroopers and in the comics, like I texted Todd last night. I'm reading the Darth Vader 2015 run again. <laughs> I think the fourth time through, just because I love Vader. I love that comic run. So yeah, comics, collecting, Star Wars. <laughs> I think for me, it has to be the, I guess the almost escapism element of Star Wars. Like no matter what's going on in in my life or going on in the world, I can always just pop on any of the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. and or any of the cartoons or any of the shows now. And for however long that's going on, nothing else really matters. There's no nothing can bug me. I'm I'm in a whole other world watching what's going on, even though I've seen it, you know, probably a million times at this point. And there's no surprising mm-hmm. what's going to happen. You know, you know, Vader's going to tell Luke that he's his father. You know. What? I know. Sorry. Spoiler alert. But it's just it's it's nothing else really matters when when I'm watching that. And I think that element is is fantastic. About Star Wars. No matter how what age you are, whether you're a small child or older, you just get kind of lost in in the storytelling that is Star Wars. I think for me, it's because Star Wars is so unrestrained and unrestricted as a realm um, so I'm 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 a multi fandom fan. I love 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 Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Everything I love Marvel. I love DC. I love obviously Star Wars. I love D and D. You know I, I love all these things. All of the other ones kind of have rules that are a little bit different though. Star Wars, you never know what you're about to see because. There's another planet out there. (laughs) There's another part of space that they can explore. There's different aliens. So there's literally like endless creativity with it. Harry Potter is awesome. There's only so much you can do in the Harry Potter universe, though. In the Star Wars universe, like, okay, look at the Thrawn books, for example, the, the current ones right now, which take place in another part of the galaxy that's never even been explored in any Star Wars medium. It takes place in the Chiss Ascendancy and the Chaos. And they're just, hey, here's a new alien race. Here's a new form of government. Here's new this. Here's new this. Here's new this. And every single book just opens up more doors. 
And as a fan of world building, which I think that might be my main fandom is world building in, in all aspects. It's, it's, it's absolutely unlimited. And I, I love that about it. And there's so many ways to, to enjoy Star Wars, not movies, shows, toys, games, video games, tabletop games. Mm-hmm. It's role-playing awesome. games. Yeah. Literally <laughs> anything. It's, it's cr- it's kind of crazy if you think about how much like a movie comes out and you can go to this grocery store and buy a bag of tangerines that have Star Wars on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's you remember the question. you remember the lettuce that for I think it was Last Jedi there was like you could buy iceberg lettuce with Luke's face on <laughs> yeah, it or something. That's ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. It's uh, merchandising. It's the uh, like Spaceballs, <laughs> Spaceballs, yeah. the flamethrower. It's <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> the Star Wars, the lettuce. I think they did Mandarin oranges because they were shaped like BB-8. I think that was the I think that was the loose connection that they did. Is that the canon connection? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then what do you have a favorite thing or favorite character from Star Wars? Like if you think back, what's the first thing you think of when you think Star Wars? For me, it's Boba Fett. I think if if anybody's heard me talk on the show in the past, I am talk for days about Boba Fett, you know, my collection and and the stuff I collect is so heavily Boba Fett and Mando and the whole Mandalorian aspect centered. I don't know if it was just because when I was a kid, I thought the armor looked cool, which, you know, that's why Boba Fett was created is to sell, sell product, (laughs) push product. So I don't know if, if that is why I got hooked, but I remember even the, the books I read as a kid were around Mandalorians and and Boba Fett and some of those Boba Django books that came out during the uh, attack of the clones time. So that I, if I had to pick a single favorite person or character or thing, I would say Boba Fett. If, if, if I had to pick one, which I really don't want to do, cause I have two, I mean, I I'd say it's Obi-Wan as a one a, and then Thrawn as a one B. And then number two behind those guys would be wicked. And they're each entirely different characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that, that's why it's tough for me because what I get from Thrawn and what I get from reading those books and uh, anything with him is an entirely different experience and feeling and love that I have for Obi-Wan. It's, it's a completely different animal. So it's hard to rank one above the other, mm-hmm. but I'd probably go Obi-Wan just because of the more exposure through visual mediums because mm-hmm. that plays heavily to anybody obviously yeah so probably obi-wan followed by the thinnest possible razor thrawn and then wicket interesting no leia she'd be four (laughs) actually carrie fisher would be four then leia would be five for me if it was a character it's funny because if you think about in the original trilogy, he had he only had like 16 minutes of actual screen time, but Vader. Carrie Fisher would be number one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Leia would be number four yeah. or five. <laughs> but yeah, Vader, I just something about him. I love him in books. Uh, the Lords of the Sith book is probably my favorite book right now, like overall Star Wars. Uh, the comic, like I said, I'm reading it through the fourth time. It's just so good. And then the helmets. There are so many helmets in Star Wars, and I love them. I am obsessed with helmets. When there's a new, some new content coming out, and they show a new type of Stormtrooper helmet, immediately hooked on it. Like I, the three thirty second Ahsoka helmet, we saw that in the trailer. I made it that weekend. 
<laughs> I, I, I just love helmets. I, just something about them. Yeah. Well, and there's an endless supply of, because Slate, as you said, with the world building element, you can make as many helmets as they can think of. Yeah. It's crazy. I love it though. Like I don't have the space for it anymore, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Stormtrooper armor and their blaster specifically are, are probably my, I mean, the, the E11 is probably my favorite item in the universe. Mm-hmm. If I like above, above any of the lightsabers for sure. Yeah. That the, blaster, that blaster does it for me, man. Yeah. The E11 <laughs> the E11 is, it's iconic. Like it really is. It's crazy to think like all of these helmets and, and weapons, like people who haven't seen Star Wars could see things like that and know that it's tied with Star Wars just because of how iconic these things have become. You know, you can see Darth Vader's helmet and know that it's Star Wars. You can see a stormtrooper helmet. A laser sword. You know what a laser sword comes from. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's crazy to think that this idea George had turned into us celebrating once a year, well, we celebrate Star Wars every year, but yeah. having one specific day that we really just go all out and celebrate the fandom. Hey, happy Star Wars Day, gentlemen. Yeah, happy happy Star, Star Wars Day. Speaking of that, how do you guys celebrate on May the 4th? Well, I'm at the beach right now, so I'm celebrating <laughs> at the beach. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I took the day off. I'm watching Bad Batch, watching Mando for who knows how many times at this point, watching the movies buying an ungodly amount of stuff that's getting announced. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think my traditional May the 4th is a new hope. That's that's, I just got to go back to it every time. Usually, that's usually what I do as well. A new hope. Um, but I've watched, it's funny. I have to wait this week, but uh, the last three episodes, we or last two episodes we've recorded since we've come back. I watched a new hope. The first time I watched Empire last time, and I was going to watch Return of the Jedi tonight, but I think I'm going to wait and watch it today, May the 4th, or I could watch Solo. One thing I've enjoyed doing is, ever since I believe it was the Galaxy's Edge cookbook came out, I've started just making food from that on May 4th. So last year I did breakfast, lunch, and dinner all from... That did you really? <laughs> I, did. I went all out. I made, they have these like Mustafarian lava buns, made those, which were just yeast rolls, which were a nightmare because I can't bake to save my life. I made this like Mandalorian stew. I made these like blue noodle mozzarella. Like it was like fettuccine, but blue. blue. Did that. I made I my own blue milk, like mock blue milk from Galaxy's Edge. I, that's, I think I want to do that because that was my favorite food item from galaxy's edge was the blue milk it was so good i plan on doing it again this year like just trying to figure out breakfast lunch and dinner and and really just diving all in on the star wars for for may 4th all right what's your favorite non-movie star wars product a book a tv show a particular toy line comics the old uh mmo video game star wars galaxies i never got so into a star wars thing as that game i'm so bummed i got like the end life like i got into galaxies at the end of it so i was just starting to get into it and they're like okay we're done i was like no come back i was so into that if i had to pick a book shadows of the empire would be my book would be the number one book that cover Uh, art man yeah Unfortunately, not canon anymore, but, you know, whatever. 
What do you, what do you got? You were thinking of something when you asked this question. I love the Star Wars comics because you get to see a lot of things you wouldn't necessarily see in a movie, like certain characters interacting or doing certain Jedi things that would be hard to translate to, to film. Battlefront 2 has been a big part of my life for the last four years. Like the, yeah. the latest one. I played that like daily, so that's a good one. That's probably my favorite non-movie thing. <laughs> for me, it would probably be Mando when Mandalorian came out. Because I remember them announcing it and just losing my mind at the announcement. And then I was didn't get into the panel room for celebration, but I got into one of the overflow rooms mm-hmm. and just my excitement being in that room. And then finally seeing the show, it's almost like it's ever since I was a kid, it's what I've wanted to see more of in star Wars. I mean, prior to that, we only had Boba Fett and Django Fett. Um, and then we got more Mandos and, and clone wars, but seeing that in live action on Disney plus, like I was, I remember waking up, Cause I was like, all right, I'll wake up at like 3 AM and I couldn't sleep for whatever reason. And then I finally <laughs> fell asleep and then I woke up like an hour later. So it was like two o'clock and I was like violently refreshing until three. And then it finally went live on, on my PlayStation to watch. And it was like having loading issues. And I was, I spent like an hour just trying to get it. So I spent that whole morning, really that whole day. Cause I didn't sleep just, trying to to get it and i don't think there's ever been anything star wars that i've i've just can think of being that excited and that ready to see whatever they're gonna give us so that's probably my favorite like show that they've put out i'm probably gonna lose my virginity to this kenobi series let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) you're too it's gonna be good it sounds like it's gonna be good there's so many new shows coming out it's crazy for Star Wars over the next couple of years. It's crazy to think we went such a long period between the prequels and the, the sequels. And now it's just a constant drip of Star Wars stuff. Well, I mean, we had a couple animated shows. We did, but you know, nothing on the like big this. screen, nothing on the like big this. screen on Disney plus yeah. Disney plus is honestly, I think for both Marvel and Star Wars been yeah. huge for just, constantly putting out content now yeah, it's yeah. all it's so cool to have such easy access to all these things that we love it's beautiful i got an email today yeah. it said it was going from 6.99 to 7.99 i was like i don't care a <laughs> dollar <laughs> i locked myself in for three years when they did yeah. that like founder special so yeah. i was like whatever i don't care i love it because now we're starting to get older stuff too they just released the whole vintage collection yes! so now people can get introduced to the ewok movies and the ewok oh, show time. which people who listen to our show know slade you love the ewoks we were very pro ewok on the show so the fact that people can now see those and see the ewok movies and and have a whole new group introduced to star wars through that yeah. just yeah, like you were slate is i think that's great and i think it's a fantastic thing that will keep all of that still relevant and and keep it in the minds of people who may not have seen it before yeah and you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna redo my answer here for this last one which was the question was besides the movies what's so i'm gonna say the books because just overall the books that they keep pumping out, you know, back before they decided, you know, the Disney acquisition and what's Canon and what's legends, there was just hundreds of books already right there. 
that expanded on the universe. And if we talk about earlier, what was my big thing was the world building and how unlimited it is with the universe. That's how you're primarily exposed to the majority of that stuff is through these endless books. You know, that's where Thrawn first got introduced. Uh, that's where gosh, so, so many people came from or, or is this, this printed word stories. And it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's such a huge part of what Star Wars is for me. I mean, to me, to me, more than the animated shows or anything else, it's it's those 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 books. Yeah, and just to add on to that, another thing that I really love about Star Wars, and this is probably nerdier than nerdier, but concept art, the art of books. Oh my god, I love the art of books. They are so good. What are the Dave Dorman did the Legends covers, EU covers. All his stuff was incredible. It's just there's so many artists i've learned of or yeah learned of through star wars like it's been great i followed him to other things like marvel and dc so it's just it's beautiful i think that will do it for this episode gang a couple things before we go first of all thanks for joining us everybody for may the 4th and make sure you are following us on social media, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're on all three because we know everybody doesn't have all three. And check out our website, blackwaterpodcast.com. Um, I put a lot of work into it. It's it's a lot of fun. And don't forget, enter in our giveaway, Skyward Fun Supply. We're giving away the Luke Skywalker figure and the Snow Speeder vehicle. <laughs> this is a huge, a huge vehicle. It's a huge giveaway, guys. You really should be doing this. Make sure you follow us, follow Skyward, and use code word FLYBOY. And then last thing, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Send us a screenshot of it, and you're entered to win the Kenobi novel. We're going to give that away at the end of this month as well. And may the 4th be with you. And remember, the 4th will be with you always. <laughs>